Hello everyone, and welcome to the So Mindful podcast, where we dig into the tips and topics that will help you have great fun making clothes that make you feel fabulous. I'm your host, Jackie Blakemore of So Much More Fun, and I can't wait to share this week's illuminating episode with you. So let's roll the tape. Hello, my lovelies, and thank you for joining me today on this episode of the So Mindful podcast. It's always lovely to chat with you, and I hope that you've been having an amazing week. Because it's now a bit cooler here in the UK, I thought it might be fun to talk about that winter essential, coats. So if I ask you, do you fancy making your own coat? What thoughts go through your head? I remember the first time someone suggested that to me, and it was way out of my comfort zone. So what about you? Are you thinking, it's easy, Jackie, I've already done it. If so, then kudos to you. Or are you thinking, I'd love to do that, but it seems way too difficult. Whether you've already made a coat or it's one of those projects that you keep putting off until you're better at sewing, then I'm hoping that today's episode is going to dispel any fears and motivate you to give it a try. Like with all garments, there are different types of coats and some are definitely more complicated or involved than others. So today, I want to talk about a pattern for an unlined coat that I actually made a couple of years ago, but that I think can be a great starting point for anyone wanting to have a go without it being overly difficult. The last coat I bought was one that I happened to stumble on when not really looking for a coat. I was wandering through TK Maxx and there it was, this lovely little red coat. I'm not a big shopper and I find clothes shopping a real challenge. Coats, like dresses, are one of those garments where being a different size from the top and the bottom always seems to mean a compromise when trying to get a good fit. I also find that whenever I do find a coat that I like, it's invariably in black, and wearing black really doesn't suit me. So when my favourite coat starts to wear out, I used to dread having to find a replacement. So that's why I ended up biting the bullet and making my own. There's lots of great benefits to making your own coats, and there's a growing range of great coat patterns out there to choose from. So the first benefit is that coats can often be a higher ticket item when buying them from the shops. And whilst coat fabrics can be more expensive than, say, dress fabrics, this is one of those makes where I think you can create a garment with better quality fabric for a lower overall cost. You can also decide what features you want. If you're not a fan of double-breasted coats, Make your single-breasted or choose a pattern that has that style. If you're not a fan of loads of pockets or bulk, make yours without any pockets. Or do you want more pockets? You can be the designer. You can choose exactly what features you do and don't want. If you want to have your choice of colours and fabrics that you love, that go with your wardrobe no matter what's in fashion, then making your own coat gives you the most choice and variety. And that's without even starting to talk about fit. You have much more flexibility when you're making your own coat to get a good fit for your particular body shape and size. So the pattern I want to talk to you about today is a Butterick pattern from their Lizette range. It's the B6244 and the name on the pattern looks like it says Drapped Collar Coat and Dress. But I think it should be draped maybe, I don't know. But I would say it's a draped collar coat and dress. I got this pattern with a magazine but the pattern is available from a number of different online shops and I'll put a link in the show notes. The description reads, semi-fitted, unlined coat, in brackets, wrong side shows, has front extending into collar, 
flat fell seams, narrow hem, and shaped front hemline longer than back. I would probably describe it as a coat with a collar that extends into a waterfall front. The rest of the design is fairly plain, with quite straight sleeves and a slightly A-line silhouette, which finishes just below the knee, although it turns out it's longer on me because I'm only quite short. The pattern also includes a dress. The dress is described as a lined dress with shoulder yokes, fitted bodice with side front and side back seams, and an invisible back zipper. The size range of the pattern I have is limited, going from size 8 to size 16. And I'll put a picture of the sizing in the show notes as it's not included on the envelope and it's only shown in the instructions. I think there's also a version that goes to what they call 18W to 24W. If you do need patterns with a larger size range, then the Friday Pattern Company have a pattern called the Cambria Duster Pattern. It looks very similar, but it goes up to a range of four extra large. In terms of fabrics, the pattern is designed for light to medium weight woven fabrics, and it suggests double-faced wool for the coat. Because of the waterfall style of the collar, the design means that you do see the wrong side of the fabric quite prominently. So ideally, you'll need a fabric that looks good from the right and the wrong side, which is also known as double-faced. There are no fastenings or linings on the coat, so you just need between two and three meters of fabric depending on your size. The coat pattern consists of just three pieces. The front, which includes the collar, the back, and the sleeve. Because there are no linings or facings, the construction is relatively simple. There is a dart on the front from the shoulder pointing towards the bust. This helps the waterfall collar sit in the right place and you sew that first. The whole collar is built into the front pieces and you sew the collar sections of the two front pieces together before things get a little bit more tricky. It has a picture and instructions on how to flat fell the collar seam. The pattern has a 5 eighths inch or one and a half centimeter seam allowance. And to create the flat fell seam, you trim one of the seam allowances and then fold the other one around it and stitch it down. Hard to describe on the podcast, but they do have a good image of it in the instructions. The only challenge that I found was that my fabric was reasonably thick, so it was a bit tricky to get it to cooperate. So I'd recommend trying out the seam on some scraps before even cutting the garment out, because if you realise that you need slightly wider seam allowance to allow for the thickness of your fabric, then you'll want to add that before you cut all of your coat out. The next step I also found a little bit tricky. When you join the front pieces to the back at the shoulders and the back neck, it forms three sides of a rectangle. Stitching them was fine, and I used my tailor's tacks to help me line up the markings for where they should all line up. Then it tells you to flat fell that rectangular seam. Making that flat fell go around a corner with a thicker fabric also took me a few goes to get that neat. So again, that's an area that I would have a practice on beforehand. Cut out bits of those pattern pieces and try it out. On reflection, I think I would have given myself more chance by increasing the seam allowances of the front shoulder, the collar section, and the back shoulders and neck. I've included photos from my finished coat in the show notes so you can see them. In truth, no one else ever sees it really, 
So I'm really happy with how it turned out because it does look very neat and it has worn well as I've been wearing it. And if you follow the rest of the pattern, it's really plain sailing from there. You sew your side seams, sew your sleeve underarm seams, insert the sleeves and then hem them. And then apply a final hem all the way around the front and their bottom hem. The pattern suggests flat felling the sleeve underarm seam, but I didn't do that. I think that would be a little bit tricky because of how it goes together. I just neatened mine though with my overlocker. It also explains how to do a narrow hem all the way around the whole collar and the front edge and then the bottom of the coat. So it all sounds doable, right? With a bit of practice, I'm sure that there's nothing in there that you couldn't do. So why not give it a go? I made my coat from a faux wool felt that I bought at a sewing show. I think it was about 15 or 19 pounds a metre. And at the time, that was at the higher end of my usual fabric budget. But it felt so soft and I loved the camel colour. It took me a while to pluck up the courage to actually make the fabric into something. But I knew that it would look great with this pattern. It is double faced, which is ideal for this style. And because it's more of a felt construction, the wind doesn't blow through it. So even though it feels relatively light, it's surprisingly warm. Because of that felted construction though, it is a bit harder to press as it has a bit more bounce when you fold it over. I selected the size 14 and I did make a twirl to test the fit. I did make some adjustments to my version of the coat. I wasn't overly keen on the length of the first drop of where the waterfall collar finishes because it comes out near your waist, which has the effect of making me look even wider at the midsection. I don't have much definition at my waist, so it's not an area that I usually like to draw attention to. So I adjusted the collar so that the first point fell more at my bust level, creating a bit more width at the top part of my body to balance my proportions. The front edge of the pattern is a straight line. So I measured a point five inches in from the top corner and then three inches in from the bottom corner. And then I drew a new line between them and that became the new front edge for my jacket. To help improve the fit on the back, I did a rounded back adjustment of half an inch, but I didn't create a dart. I just eased the extra bit of fabric at the center back into the collar. I also added two fisheye or double-ended darts, 12 inches long and one and a quarter inches wide to the back piece to give it a bit more shaping. When I tried on my toile, I knew I was going to want pockets. So I added inseam pockets because there aren't any pockets in the original pattern. This meant I had to change the construction method slightly because the pattern instructions ask you to flat fell the side seams. Because I'd put the pocket in, I wasn't able to do that. So I overlocked them with a combination of that and a Hong Kong finish with a very closely matching thread colour. I also didn't want to try to do a narrow hem on my thick fabric because it wouldn't have sat very well for the waterfall at the front. After experimenting with a few different options, including a single turned hem, not hemmed at all, binding, I decided that I would just use a three thread overlock stitch using the right hand needle of my overlocker to keep the stitch quite small and neat. I found some thread that was a really close matching colour and finished the whole of the collar, front and hem with that narrow overlock stitch. I did think it may not last, but I have worn it a lot and it has stood up well to the test of wear and tear.
So what do you think? Can you see yourself giving it a go? Are you itching to pick out one of those gorgeous boiled wools or coating fabrics that are all over the fabric shop newsletters at the moment? If you still need a bit more convincing, then let me tell you what I love about this pattern and my coat. Firstly, it's really easy to wear. I was worried that the waterfall would be a bit difficult to arrange so that it looked good, but because of that dart in the shoulder, it seems to go right into the right shape very easily when you put it on. The pattern also has generously sized sleeves, which I'm finding to be more and more rare these days, so I can wear it over other garments without the sleeves cutting off my circulation. It's also long enough that I can wear it over my long cardigans without them peeping out at the bottom. The fabric is warm and looks proper. By that I mean it looks like a ready-to-wear coat that you would buy from the shops. When people compliment my coat and I tell them that I made it, they're often surprised, which is lovely. It goes with my wardrobe because it's the lovely neutral colour and I can wear it with a wide range of outfits. I have a couple of pashmina-style scarves that I wear with it and it makes me feel really stylish when I'm out and about. But I want to reassure you, this is my second coat and it's not perfect. There are definitely things I would refine and change if and when I make it again. It's a bit small across the back hip, which I sometimes notice when I have to put my hands in my pockets, so I would definitely make that a bit wider. I would also take a bit more time and be more organised to do a Hong Kong finish on the seams next time. I think it's good to appreciate the things we love about what we make and to see everything else as an opportunity to take into our next make. I brought the lessons from my first coat into making this one and having now made the second one, I've been able to do more research and we'll have new ideas to take into the next one. I've since seen tutorials on how to do a half back or sleeve lining on unlined coats. I'd love to do that on this pattern, but this coat doesn't have a front facing, so it's not quite as easy to implement. But that just means it's a great opportunity to try another style and another pattern. I think I'd also change how I did the sleeve hem, because I think it would be better with an invisible hem where I had sewn it and it's visible from the outside. And I'd practice some of those flat fell seam sections with my next fabric before I cut anything out to give me a bit more elbow room when sewing, particularly in the trickier sections. But I do want to reiterate that I do love this coat. I do wear it a lot and it does get lots of compliments, which often surprises me because it was really a relatively simple make. So do you fancy making an unlined coat? Have I inspired you? If this pattern isn't to your particular taste, I did find a couple of others that you might like. In addition to the Cambria duster from the Friday Pattern Company that we mentioned earlier, there is also the Avid Seamstress coat. I have this on my future makes list as I love the simplicity of the lines of the design, quite classic. I did read some reviews though to say that the instructions were not necessarily very clear and the pleat at the back was a bit of a challenge, but I think there may now be sew along videos and tutorials that cover this as it's a popular pattern. There's also the Soho coat from Tasuti Fabrics. This is a lot less fitted and has a drop shoulder with a lovely colour, so that's another lovely option to try. If you want to find fabrics that are suitable for this type of pattern, then the easiest thing to do is to Google double-faced coating fabrics, and that will show you what's available. Now is a great time for those types of fabrics in the UK, because winter is when all the coating fabrics are around, 
So I would definitely have a look, particularly now because some of them are going into sale mode. I'll add photos to the episode blog post, so click on the link in the show notes or go to somuchmorefun.co.uk forward slash post forward slash episode 54. If you'd like more tips on sewing thicker fabrics, then if you haven't done so already, check out episode 52 where I give you 10 top tips. If you have a favourite coat pattern or want me to give you a shout out about your coat that you've made, I'd love to hear from you. And you can email me at hello at somuchmorefun.co.uk. That's all I have for you for this week. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Check out the show notes in the description area of your podcast app and click to follow or subscribe or head over to sewmindful.com forward slash podcast, which is S-E-W-M-I-N-D-F-U-L dot com, where you can also sign up for an email reminder so that you don't miss out on any juicy episodes. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, then please help others find us by leaving a review if you love this episode. And I'm always excited to find out what you got from the episode and how you plan to use the tips. And finally, if you have a question, feedback or a topic you'd like me to investigate, then you can also email me at hello at somuchmorefun.co.uk. So until next time, stay gorgeous and have so much more fun.